Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in for the Seven Millennial Podcast. We are a community dedicated to ambitious and successful millennial entrepreneurs. My name is Maria Wells, and I am your host today. Today, our guest is Yelda Sheikh. She is the founder of Rosé Toronto, the organic beauty oil company based here in Canada. She's an incredible mother of two and a passionate entrepreneur with a huge heart. And with that, please welcome Yelda Shaggy. Hi there. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I love that introduction. I wish everybody would talk about me like that. (laughs) How do people usually introduce you? The most amazing human? Um, (laughs) I wish. No, it's such a welcoming message. Thank you. No, thank you for coming on. For the readers and listeners who don't really know more about the Rosé Toronto or about Yelda, how would you describe your business? How did you get started? And what's the background of Rosé Toronto? It's a long story, but I'll give you the short version. I studied the paralegal program. I thought I was going to be a paralegal. I was in an abusive relationship. Um, I'm a mother of two, as you said, and basically I had to leave work because I wasn't allowed to work anymore. And the reason for that was that he wanted me to stay home and he would be very mean about it. It's hard for me to talk about it, but I have written a story where I go in depth about that. So anyways, while I was staying at home, I was like, how can I stay positive? What can I do to kind of distract myself and still feel accomplished? So I started an Instagram account and I started doing like product reviews, just communicating with my followers, which weren't really large at the time. And I had bought this face oil from I think Marshall's. It said pure rosehip oil. And when I looked on the back after I reviewed the product, it was like sunflower seed. There was like a bunch of ingredients in it. And I remember it bothering me for like a whole week. And I was laying down somewhere and thinking, like, I could make a better face oil, something that's pure, that won't make me break out, that takes out all the inactive ingredients that aren't needed. And basically, that's how Rosé was born. It was from not being satisfied with products that I was using. So Rosé Toronto now is, I would say, a global company because you guys are e-commerce and I'm sure you ship yeah. not just in Toronto or Canada. I'm sure you no. have other followers yeah. around the world. Yeah, we do. We have like a lot of our customers are from the States. We do get some European orders, but we have followers from all around the world. Like I think... I've shipped out a couple of times to Australia. Um, like the customers paid for shipping. I wish I could cover it. We've touched base in a lot of different countries and it's pretty incredible what Instagram can allow a small business to do. And you've grown only through Instagram or were there any other tools that you've used in the process? So 98% of my sales and traffic comes from Instagram. So I basically started my company on Instagram. I uh, started my Instagram account before I even had a website. Would you say that now it's more difficult to continue selling on Instagram or it's easier? What do you find? I find if your brand is presented properly, you're encouraging engagement and 
also paid promotions, they really help. It's just, you have to know what you're asking for. Like you have to know your audience. So I was really good at knowing my audience because I'm a shopaholic and I know what (laughs) I want. So I know that you're currently at an interesting location. Want to tell our listeners, what are you up to? We are actually at the Spirit of York. We're basically making our hand sanitizer here. We were given the opportunity to kind of team up with them and make it easier for us to donate to our community um, just by having that connection. It'll allow us to donate more and um, have like a really good facility to produce the products in. And you're donating exactly what? Okay, so we are donating about 15% of the proceeds we make off of the hand sanitizer, but we're also donating bottles as well. So we've connected with a couple different people. We're just waiting for our confirmation of where we're going to send it and we'll be announcing it soon. And that's the product that you normally did not carry, right? You created it just for COVID. Actually, the funny thing is, I was thinking of making the hand sanitizer before COVID happened. Um, I've always had this like secret obsession with hand sanitizer. I was using my favorite hand sanitizer and I was like, I could totally make this. And that's what I usually say about the products that I make before I make them. (laughs) I love it. How has the business been so far, considering that it's a huge change? COVID hit unexpectedly. You guys, I'm sure, yeah. weren't as prepared. What was the process for the past, I guess, five weeks now? So the great thing about going through a lot in your life is that when moments like this happen, a lot of people feel anxious, you know, kind of like they're out of control. But my life experiences made me prepared for these types of situations. So I basically just went into work mode and was like, how can I help? It was great to actually find a way to help my community because it's something that I've always wanted to do. If you could go back a few years Mm -hmm. when you just started the idea, what would be the process that you wish you went through or some of the mistakes maybe you didn't make and what would you recommend to the person who is just starting in the industry or maybe building their own brand or e-commerce? I think my biggest advice would be know your worth and know the worth of the product you're selling. Just because you're a small brand, it doesn't mean that you can't become a big one. And I wish I told myself not to be so hard on myself. Yeah, basically, just know your audience and always have the customer in mind when you're creating anything. That's such a good advice. I don't think a lot of companies have that. I think it's a lot more about what they think should be pushed into the market versus listening to consumers. So do you find that you get the feedback, you have to go back, reiterate, fix the product, then go back and launch? You do a lot of that? I love research. I was really good at it in law. Um, I kind of go through Instagram and people's pictures like other companies and I read the comments of other companies' customers <laughs> and I see what they're asking for. Even my customers, like I talk to them myself on my phone when they have an issue or, you know, I'm very hands-on with my Instagram and just knowing 
your audience really well and trends really well. And even the COVID situation, I saw that people needed hand sanitizer. And I was like, this is the time to come out with a product. I don't want to price gouge, but people need this product. And it's just not available. It's crazy how you were able to create a completely new product and line, essentially, in just a few weeks. Can you talk more about the process of how do you even start? Because a lot of people have a lot of excuses why they can't start, why they can't finish, why something doesn't work. You started a new product during the pandemic. Basically, um, just finding what you need to make and then writing it out, starting with how you want it to look. I always just draw everything on a piece of paper. I make a plan. Where am I going to get the ingredients? Where am I going to get the bottles? Where am I going to do the labels? And just doing it. I think the best advice is just do it. You'll figure it out. Where did you find the, I guess, materials? Because correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of your stuff comes from outside of North America. We actually used all local ingredients except for the lavender that comes from Greece. And it's actually from a lavender farm. So um, you shipped lavender. Yeah, 58 kilograms of it. (laughs) During COVID with no issues. No. So basically, my thought is, if you have enough money, you can make it happen. That's like (laughs) my mentality. No, seriously, like you can put anything on a plane with a lot of money. I was very lucky. I am. My fiance has helped me financially for this project. I was able to have a budget to work with to make the hand sanitizer happen. That's incredible. I mean, props to your uh, fiance for giving you the startup capital for the new line, especially during yeah. COVID. It's fantastic. He just was like, I believe in you. You have this much money. Go do it. I was shocked. No one's ever believed in me like that. So I'm very lucky. You are very lucky. How did you guys meet? On a dating app. I met him on a dating app. The proper millennial way to meet people. Yeah. When I had left the father of my children, I didn't feel like I could find anybody because I'm like, who wants to like date a woman with like two little kids? So I put on my profile that like I have kids, like that's really important to me. And I seen a picture of my fiance, Chris, and I was like, wow, he's so good looking. And that's what I said to him. I said, hello, you're very good looking. And that was that's how it started. And now we're engaged. And that's how everything started. Now it's the happily ever after. You know what? It has its challenges, especially with like small children. But he's been such a good father and just so much support that I've never felt in my life. So it's really good to have a partner like that. I think that it's so important, especially when you're running a business, that your home life is healthy. It's incredible. So I guess if you don't mind, well, take the pivot about relationships, because I know it's one of the most important things in life, uh, having a healthy family relationships with yourself and others. You've been through a lot of challenges in your personal life. How did you overcome a lot of the things that were presented to you, you know, pick yourself back up because there's a lot of people who are being knocked down and uh, it is very difficult yeah. to put the pieces together. How were yeah. you able to do that? Any tips? Okay, so my biggest tip is to make sure you always love yourself. 
you need to love yourself more than anybody else. I know that sounds really selfish, but you can't be who you need to be to other people if you don't feel good. Although my whole life has been like a crazy journey, like everything went wrong in my life. Um, I feel like every time something went bad, I just remember me being a little girl and promising myself that I would have a good life. So I think I've always used that. Like, there's no excuse. I'll get through this and I'll come back out even better than before. Incredible. In terms of when you are looking for a partner, what do you think are the first qualities or things you should be looking for in a yeah, partner? Yeah, I'm really good. Yeah, I like this question. You have great questions, by the way. Um, <laughs> you'd you. make a great lawyer. I'll tell you what I used to look for and now what I believe I deserve. So before I liked the bad boy, like, you know, that's tough on the outside and soft inside. I didn't have a good example of what a man should be. But now being with Chris, I've realized that when you're looking for a partner, you need someone who absolutely adores you because when you have children, everything is like a hundred times more stressful. So you want to have a partner that'll do things for you and not treat you like you're a chore. You never want to feel like a chore to your partner. That's very, very good advice. Now, what about your stress management, anxiety and self-love tips yeah. and tricks? Uh, how do you manage raising amazing kids, managing a business, a relationship, and everything in between within the pandemic, trying to grow. What is your trick? I don't have a trick. I actually <laughs> will be completely honest. I suffer from anxiety and depression, even though it doesn't seem like it. And I approached my best friend. She's a doctor. And I had told her, I'm like, I'm not feeling well. This is how I feel. And she referred me to her family physician and I ended up going on medication for anxiety and depression and then doing a lot of like self-love activities and making sure that my environment is as stress-free as possible, like putting diffusers around, like just making sure that my visual surroundings are very positive. In terms of your routine, would you say that there's something you're used to doing every day or there's a certain process you go day to day to help manage the anxiety? I'm not going to lie. I haven't mastered that yet. I just make sure that I take a break when I need one. And I really like reading and Netflix. So I'll just take a break and watch my favorite show and just give myself that time. I take a lot of baths. I love just being in the water and for a second, just thinking about how lovely the water is. I know I sound so weird, but I'm just appreciating like every little thing around you. I find that calms me down. Gratitude. I love it. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to create a bath bomb with rosé products or do you have one already? I have something that's coming out. I'll be announcing it soon, but it's going to be lovely and it's for your bath. Ah, that's incredible. I can't wait to see all the products that you're going to come up with. I guess we're talking about, you know, future opportunities, product lines. What do you yeah. think 
2020 is going to bring, or I guess the rest of 2020. And what do you think is the next opportunity for people who are trying and looking to get into maybe business, maybe starting something new? Is there something you see on the horizon that we all should get involved in? Definitely. I've already thought about this. I really think uh, curated home self-care items are going to be really important and in demand. A lot of like sanitary products. I know I've read a lot about history and like when there's financial like downfalls or whatever, people like taking care of themselves and they actually buy more self-care products during like crises and pandemics and like depression. They buy these simple products to make them happy and to let them have something to look forward to. So just having a product like that available at a fair price, I think that's what is going to be really in demand. I think you're completely correct. I think 2020 is going to bring a lot of self-care, a lot of figuring out the next steps and, you know, slowing down. I think that's everyone's plan on the horizon. Yeah, I think that during this pandemic, a lot of people have realized they haven't been taking care of themselves and how much they've been missing just having this really quick lifestyle, not just taking a second to like read with your kids or, you know, you're always glued to your phone. I think that now people are realizing what's really important. And that's really good. So considering you said that, let's explore it a bit more. Why do you think a lot of people fail either in life or in business? And what do you think they should be doing differently? I don't like the word failure. I feel like it just didn't work out. The universe didn't want that for you. But that experience can help you do something else. You know what I mean? So I didn't fail at my legal career, but my legal career prepared me for the business I own today. I think that the only way you can fail is if you stop believing that you can do something else. Interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I, I agree with you. You know what? I am a big supporter of failing forward. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in a way, but you're learning. And every time you learn, you move forward step by step because progress is progress. That's the thing that I like live by. I'm like, I'm not in a race with anyone. I never compare myself to anybody anymore. I used to. Just everybody's at their own pace and all those baby steps take you up to something great. How did you get to the point where, you know, you're self-confident, you, as you said, don't compare yourself to anyone else. You're comfortable with yourself. Was there something that triggered it? Was there a process that you went through? Because I know a lot of people are struggling with just that. Yeah. How did you get there? I took the long, hard road. I saw what happens when you devalue yourself, when you devalue your brand, when you devalue the things that you do, that's how you get treated. When I started to value myself, my life started changing. So I think seeing the cause and the effect of my situation, even though it took me enough time to pay attention, you begin to become stronger just because you get those little rewards. You know what I mean? So always reward yourself. That's another advice I have. If you do something amazing, like buy yourself a little present or take a moment and enjoy that moment because 
you're not going to work hard if you never appreciate yourself. Interesting. Reward yourself, but not too much, right? You can't go crazy on Amazon or can you? You know what? I believe you can splurge. I find that the more I splurge, I work harder. So I don't know. Like, it just depends. Like, if you use it as your motivation for growth yes. and development. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually don't really believe in being frugal. And like, <laughs> I feel like treating yourself and loving yourself and being like, you know what? I deserve this makes you work harder. But that's the way I think. I love it. So then, how do you find balance between family life and business? Because I know that your fiance, he's supportive, but your yeah. guy's not in the same business. You have two no. kids that are obviously grown up, but still require yeah. your attention all the time. Yeah. How do you manage it? Honestly, again, I'm so lucky that I have Chris because if I'm busy, he'll go play with the kids in the room or I'll be like, oh, I have an interview or I have to do this. And he's like, don't worry, I got you. But then he'll do the same thing with me and be like, y'all, I have to go do this or whatever. And we just take turns. It's not me against the world. It's like me and Chris against the world kind of deal. We, ha we deal with everything together. So a perfect partnership. Yeah, like he's so intelligent. Like I can go to him for any advice. It's great. What do you think is the, I guess, the secret to having a healthy relationship? Because I know during COVID right now, they've released some stats saying that obviously the yeah. home abuse went up, the child abuse went up, and mm -hmm. obviously everyone is staying at home. There is not a lot of people who are able to witness the awful things that are being done. And a lot of people are stuck at home with their significant others, but they've never been together 24-7. So I think a lot of people are also having the issue of trying to adapt and adjust in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Do you have I, any I tips and tricks for that? Because I feel like you should. I went through that. Me and Chris usually work from home. We're used to being with each other. But then when we threw the kids in the mix, because we're such workaholics, it was like all of a sudden we had to like pay attention to the boys during the day and then also do everything we were doing. We basically have just found a healthy balance. So I'm not going to come on here and lie. It was a really big adjustment. But having a schedule and making sure that you communicate and you ask the other person, like, how are you feeling? A lot of people don't take the time to just ask people how they're feeling and how they can help them, you know, and just put it instead of me thinking, oh, I'm so mad that I'm here and like the kids are here. I'm like, how does my son feel? How does Chris feel? How does everybody else feel? And what can I do to make this a better environment? So it's constantly about checking in and making sure that you stay positive because that's what then you'll be able to bring into your life, positivity. But it's okay not to be okay. So I also wanted to say, I know a lot of people are always like, be positive, blah, blah, blah. It's okay for you not to be okay. Feel the pain, go through the steps, but then be done with it. You know what I mean? Like take that time that you need to be upset and don't dwell on it because it doesn't deserve your energy. Ah, uh, you should be, I don't know if you're into yoga, but you should be a yoga teacher. I love if, it. If you ever decide yeah, to it. switch completely. <laughs> if Rosé doesn't work out, then I'll just have to be a yoga instructor. 
I think you'll be really good at it. So now, what do you stay curious about right now during this pivotal moment in 2020, new decade, global pandemic? Is there something that is making you curious right at that moment? I would say a trend, something that you're reading because you said you read a lot or watch Netflix, mm. you know, piece of information that you've learned recently that's making okay. you yeah. curious about yeah. life. I read a lot about the COVID situation and like how it's affecting business. So I like watching like how other entrepreneurs are handling um, the situation, how they're treating their employees. Yeah, that's mostly what I read about on the news. Just like staying up to date with what's going on. Yeah, and just trying to figure out why this happened and how it got to this point. Have you been able to figure it out? Because that'll be a crucial, pivotal moment in the podcast. Yeah, I wish I was that intelligent to know why COVID happened. I personally think people ignored the situation or tried to downplay it so that people wouldn't freak out. But that's my own opinion. I don't want to get controversial. No, no, it's, uh, you know what, I don't think any of us have a great answer for this, because I think all of us are in the same shoes. Speaking about reading and information, what resources helped you on your journey with Rosé? Google's my best friend. You can find any medical document. Anything you need is on Google. So I basically just Googled everything. I read scientific like journals about different ingredients I was using. I looked at other brands and tried to find ingredients that I kept seeing. And then I would research that ingredient and then formulate with that. Yeah. And did you have any help from any people, influencers, any advisors, mm-hmm. experts, or literally just by yourself, Google was the thing? I think I've always had some help, but with formulas, I'm very picky. I basically had full control with formulating my face oil, my clarifying serum, but I've been lucky enough to partner up with a good business partner and she's been helping me with our hand sanitizer so i'm lucky to have her ah yes you are question yeah Mm -hmm. what do you think is your unique skill and what do you think you're not good at i actually have a secret skill and it's sensing when people are upset or like something's wrong i just have like this sixth sense I really am not good at math, which is bad for what I do. So I take a little bit longer when I'm calculating things, measuring things. I moved a lot uh, as a child. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to learn math as well as I could have. That's fine. You have calculators, iPhones, and spreadsheets. I don't think you you need to be good at math. I always say, how many millimeters is 2% of blah, 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 blah on Google? And it tells me and I double check it and we're good. <laughs> so Google's my best friend. <laughs> Google is your best friend. Oh, goodness. So I guess to make sure that you get back to your productive day, the fire round that I ask every guest is the following. Mm-hmm. A millennial is, a millennial should be, and a millennial is not. Millennials want everything and they think it's possible which is great about them but speaking for myself as well um i think they are not willing in to put in the work 
And I think that causes a big problem because uh, millennials have this expectation that has been put in front of them through their iPhones and TV that of this like rich and lavish life that's easily obtainable. And I think that that really damages millennials. It is fair enough. I mean, we did grow up with technology, so it is fair. Now, what is a millennial should be? That's a very complex question. But when I think of millennials, I think that we're so lucky that we do have so much opportunities and tools to be who we want to be. A millennial is not. What do you think is the common myth or misconception that's out there that is not true? I hear that millennials are entitled and they don't work hard. I think there's exceptions, of course. Some millennials work really hard. It's just there is that sense of entitlement and it's very damaging. That's what I have to say about that. I like it. I totally love it. Well, thank you for participating in the five round questions. We're going to continue with the rest. Now, if somebody wants to get involved with the cause, with what Rosé is doing, Mm -hmm. where can they find you? Is there anything that you want to share about the company, the vision, the next milestones that you're going through? If anybody wants to support the cause of like helping frontline workers, um, people who can't get access to food banks, um, I'm working with a couple of different charities, just trying to do good with the money that we make from Rosé. Like we try to um, hire students buy our products and support us and we can do more things with the money we make more things like grow sustainably and help the communities yeah 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 that's why we chose to work with a local distillery to make our hand sanitizer because we didn't want to ship things around and add to the carbon footprint so we're very conscious of that Uh, we try to use uh, recycled materials work with other green companies. Our packaging is 100% recyclable. Every time we go to purchase something or do something, we have the environment in mind. Uh, love it. And you're doing a lot of local support works, which is extremely yeah. important right now. Yeah. On a lighter yeah. note, once COVID is over and we're able to travel, where would you want to go? What's the first flight you're going to take? I've actually never gone on vacation in my life. So I would like what? to go. Yeah, I've never gone on a vacation. I have like this weird thing about vacations. I feel like I didn't deserve one yet. You know what I mean? Like I want to go on a vacation when I've done everything on my list. And I feel like that's my reward. Interesting. Okay. That's, yeah, I'm that's very weird. Yeah. No, I don't think yeah. it's weird. I think it's amazing. You're really making yourself deserve it you know how you said you're a shopaholic and you like to yeah despoil yourself but then yet you haven't been on vacation yeah so I'll do little things but like I don't overindulge I've kind of like trained myself pretty well to like be able to control what I think I deserve it's really odd but it works interesting okay so then once you've achieved everything you want to Mm -hmm. and more, where would you go? I would go to California because I have family there that I'd like to meet. I've never met them before. 
ah, that will be beautiful. And especially spending some family time after COVID probably will be yeah. much more. Yeah, it's always been a place I want to go to. It has nice water, like a bunch of different stores that I can go waste money in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just the, it's always been a goal for me. Like my grandmother, when she passed away, I always wanted to go to visit her grave and stuff. So I think just being able to do that would be really cool. I think you should. So maybe yeah. the trip should be sooner than, you know, all the things you need to check off your bucket list. Hopefully, Rose goes uh, nuts in the next little while. So you're actually going to allow yourself a little vacation to California. Yeah, definitely. I would love to reward myself like that. That'd be great. Well, so for the listeners, if they want to get in touch, they want to know more, how do they find you? Where should they go? You can follow us on Instagram, just rosetoronto.ca. And our website is the same thing, rosetoronto.ca. And you can find us there. Amazing. Thank you for coming on. I'm excited to see the next opportunities and the next milestones that you guys are going to achieve over the next little while. And you're more than welcome to come on anytime. Oh, I would love to. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Thank you, Yelda. Bye.